We all know how hard it is to manage being a parent, having a life, and looking after your own health and fitness. But taking the time to look after yourself will actually make you a better parent. Join Jason and DK as we speak to a bunch of guests and share stories in hope we can build a community where we laugh at our mistakes, learn from them, and become better people. Come join us as we share these stories in an attempt to write the Fit Parent Playbook. Jason. Uh, DK. We're here, buddy. Oh, how exciting, mate. Where are we? We are uh, on the podcast. We are. We've done it. We're here. Well done. We're in the podcast world. How's it feel? Yeah, pretty exciting, mate. Finally, uh, all these uh, conversations uh, come out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, what are we doing? What are we doing in the podcast world? Well, uh, I think um, we've got some common interests, mate, around being a pretty good parent mm-hmm. as a goal and uh, maintaining our fitness and health. Yeah. through that process of uh, parenting. Absolutely. And what we want to do is just have a podcast which is about sharing stories on fitness, parenting and life. Uh, we're going to lay bare all our mistakes, Jace, our failures, but also our successes in hope that we can just inspire others to, to be the parent they've always wanted to be. Yeah, and I, I like to be honest, I can't wait to get some uh, other people on here and yeah. uh, hear their stories. I don't want to hear my voice too much. No, I don't want to hear your voice too much either, to be honest with that's you, right. mate. Yeah. But, but that's exactly right. Like That's how, how I got started, for instance. Yeah. I was just speaking to another dad, and he was telling me that he gets up every morning at 5.30, goes for a walk, and I just remember thinking... Yeah. Why can't I get up at 5.30 and go for a walk? So I figure the more stories we tell, the yeah, more people think... we speak to, the better we're all going to be. Yeah, hey? it's going to be pretty interesting, to be honest. Yeah. Now, you've got a little bit of a theory that I absolutely love. I call it the Jason Wagoner oh, bucket no. theory. I don't think uh, no, that's no. what it's called, mate. I think uh, you are a bit obsessed with this, but uh, we will talk well, about it. It's something that it's resonates with me, and I think that it can resonate with everyone. Mm. So tell us your theory on buckets, mate. Uh, well, it is the, the bucket analogy. Um, it's really around our time and energy where we spend it all. Let's start with one big bucket. That's our time, our energy that we have every day, every week, every month, every year, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and then we have these smaller buckets that make up the different categories of our life, important categories mm. of our life. What are some of those important categories? James? I'm glad you asked, DK. We, uh, we, can ask, we can think about things like family, yep. right? So family being our kids relationships being friends you know uh family relationships romance dk one i know you specialize in Mm. um fitness right and our health so physical health yeah our mental health or spirituality if you go that way our financial uh category so obviously it would be good to have some money so we can uh do the things we want to do you know obviously some people will have different ones and obviously career and work so you've got you know what six to eight buckets yeah and however we don't have enough water in that big bucket to fill them all, DK. Why not? Well, it's just not realistic, is it? Yeah, How do you point. spread yeah. yourself evenly across everything, do everything at 100%? I know how I'd do it, Jess. Yeah, well, what, all in a romance? Yeah, probably. I'd just fill up one bucket at a time. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and then, then just, be nothing left and in And then nothing left in the other buckets. Yeah, yeah. But so geez, all in I'd a do, romance. Yeah, I'd and then do what? that one bucket really well. <laughs> then I'd just romance. Be, yeah, then I'd just be screwed <laughs> for the rest of it. Yeah, well, Excuse I think, um, yes. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, what happens. Yeah, okay. Um, so, like, I think, you know, the whole idea around this is, uh, first of all, remove the expectation that you are going to have everything in perfect order. Yeah. If you have that expectation for life, which we have been there, I've been there, you're going to be pretty unhappy. Yeah. 
all right? Life is not uh, going to be perfect 100% yeah. of the time, right? right. So I think uh, the expectation of like, depending on where you're at in life, like I've just had a child two weeks ago, my bucket's going to be a little bit higher in the old family one, right? I'd imagine. Than it is in fun recreation or physical training. Or you like, some things are going to give a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You're not yeah. going to you're not going to be out partying every weekend. No, you know, with a two week old no, baby. Not no. anymore. Okay. So. All right. And same with like work. You might start a business or a new job, so you're going to put a bit more emphasis in that bucket. Yeah. So these buckets don't just stay the same. So forever, it's not just going to be high in family and low in you know physical training or fun or anything. They're going to fluctuate. They're going to go up and down based off where you are in life and where your priorities are. Yeah. But like I said, right now. My priority is uh, my little girl and uh, my partner as well, right? That That's number one. And then I've got work and, you know, then I've got my physical, mental health, obviously financial. But, you know, the fun thing is probably not going to have a lot of water. It's going to have a couple of drops because I'm not going to neglect it 100%. Yeah. But it's going to be down. But I know it's going to come back up and it's going to, you know, balance out a little bit eventually. Yeah, exactly right. And that's what mm. we want to do. We want to help mums and dads just manage their buckets, right? It's that simple, Jace. Now, you did mention something then. Yeah. You, you got it out a little bit early that you have a two-week-old daughter. Yes. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a parent. And we all love hearing the birthing stories. So... Well, full detail, eh? Nah, not full detail. No pics, no nah, video. No, nah, no, nah, no video. But oh, just okay. give it us a rundown because um, yeah, it is a pretty incredible story, actually. Yeah, yeah. isn't every birthing story incredible, DK? Yeah, they all are, but this one's nah. This this one's look, special, at the end mate. of the day, this one. Uh, well, Ivy, she was born um, two weeks ago. What day is it today? Friday. Yeah. Two weeks ago, yesterday, right? So she was born a six weeks premature, emergency C section. Wow. So yeah, that came about, we're noticing, well, the mum noticed limited movement one of the days, just at work, and you know, I remember her messaging me, I'm saying, it's okay, she's still moving, yeah, just less than normal. Yeah. And you sort of, when you read stuff, um, and you also get told by... You didn't Google wise, it, did you? Uh, no, I didn't Google many Good. things at all, DK, just <laughs> never, just chat, chat, chat GBT. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I did, but uh, anyway, but... So limited movement, right? So it's not yeah. nothing to worry about, but if it continues. So we sort of had a good pattern of when she moves and that. And then I think it was that night, she normally when I go to bed, before I go to sleep, I rub her tummy and then she'll kick me and not not the missus, but yeah. uh, the baby will kick me or push, sure push me away. Well. And there was nothing that night. And um, so then I'm like prodding her a little bit more, like literally trying physically to move the baby. Yeah. And there was still nothing. So... I just got to be a little bit worried and like, let's just call the hospital, we'll go in and get it checked out. Yeah. And she had a midwife appointment the next day, but you, I don't know, I wasn't going to sleep anyway, so I was yeah. adamant we're going in no matter what. Yeah. So you so made we, the call? You no, did. no, we, we, we both did. We yeah. knew, yeah, well, might as well. Nothing to lose. Yeah. I thought you were just about to claim the hero of no, the story. I would, no, then. no, never, okay. never. She's the, she's the one that uh, picked it all up. Yeah. So then uh, we went in and they put the old CGT scan on, which just monitors the baby's heart and monitors the pattern over time. Yeah. And then, you know, that was normal sort of. I don't know exactly what was going on. They don't really tell you to heaps. And then we had to have a blood test. Well, Claire had to have a blood test. And then what that did was try and find a trace of uh, the baby or the fetal blood in her blood. Yeah. After that, she went home, to be honest, went home because it was nothing too bad. Noticed a few baby movements. Then the next morning, we got a call saying there was blood crossed over. Yeah. So then she had to go back in. She had an ultrasound. 
and they picked up lack of oxygen, you know, going to the baby's brain. Yeah. So then bang, back down again and on the CGT monitor again. And then she was admitted and then we were in the ward, I think. So it was over two days, this. And then from there, just monitoring the whole time. No food allowed, just in case she had to go in. Yeah. And then it, it produced a sawtooth pattern, which is a, basically a sign that the baby is going to die off maybe. Okay, wow. so if that continued, but it, it was going and it went for about 30 minutes. And then the uh, obstetrician came in saying, look, we're going to have to um, get her out based off this if this goes five more minutes. Did they tell you at the time how close no, no, you no. were? No, they don't say that. No, no. Okay, they good. just go, well, we need to get her out, okay. which is fine. Yeah. And even if it did happen, did they would have got her out. In yourself? Dr. Google. You, did you Google? Yeah, of course. I, no, I didn't. And then from there, she said, yeah, we need to get her out. And then she stabilised as oh. she said it. Oh. So yeah. then they're like, oh, okay. Sorry for telling you that. And then while... <laughs> Claire is obviously extremely emotional being just being told she needs to have an emergency C-section in five minutes after just going to check, yeah. you know. Oh, it's all good. So, yeah, she was a wreck, but I was I remained strong, DK. Oh, of course you were. Yeah, not a the tear in my eye. Oh, that's right. You're the hero of this story, yeah, no, aren't you? Oh, no. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And then I was a mess later. <laughs> so then what happened? I went home because I wasn't allowed to stay there. Yeah. And then the idea was to get a steroid injection, right, and that tries to increase the strength of their lungs and so forth the baby's lungs yeah and you know they were sort of like you know she might come out she's going to come early we don't know how early and then the anesthetist comes in oh you know hopefully i don't see you today all this sort of conversations i'm like what yeah and then the pediatrician comes in you know if if she does come today and this is what will happen after yeah. and i'm like there's something not right here and then i went home and then i got a call at 5 30 in the morning it's happening yeah. um today and then I got in at about 6.30. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, actually, yeah, she's deteriorated a bit. We need to go now. And then we are in theatre and then 10 minutes later, basically, yeah, she had the old spinal block and then little Ivy popped out all white and purple. Right. Um, but she breathed. I saw her breathe when she popped out, you know, yeah. when they basically over the uh, sheet. Yeah. And you could see her breathe and um, her the mouth cry. was open. A little bit of a cry. Yeah. On mum's chest for about 10 seconds and they took her away. Yeah. Um, obviously because she was a bit cold and lost a bit of blood. So I went with Ivy eventually. Yeah. And then after that, she had a blood transfusion because her hemoglobin was like 68. So as soon as she was out, blood transfusion? Oh, about an hour later. Wow. At about, she was at 68. should be between 150 and 200. So that was a big thing. But the, the biggest thing is, um, especially for any mum, if you have any doubt... Yeah about your baby's patterns, movements, just ring them up and go in because... Yeah. Don't take the chance. No, it's not, not worth it. Like, yeah. well, well, I feel a bit silly. First of all, that's their job yeah. and they would rather you come in, yeah. right? And they find this one in a hundred, one in a thousand, one like they did with us mm. and know that, then, you know, you'd just be sitting at home and something awful to happen. So yeah. that's massive yeah. for any mums out there. You just have to go in. And for the dads or the partners, yeah, just... Go. Just Tell go. them to go. Reassure yep. them. Yeah. I don't care. I'll be the stupid one. Whatever. Yeah. I think that's a really important yeah. point. Just yeah, be the one to make the call. Um, yeah. So Ivy, she's here. Yeah, she is. She's obviously the second Ivy in yes. our little clan. Here. Copied your uh, daughter's name. You did. You stole it. My Ivy mm. is absolutely pumped. My Ivy is six years old, and I have an eldest daughter, Asha, who's just about to turn eight. Um, so yeah, I'm through these years, which I call the 
Survivor years. Survival, great. Um, Jase, you also have a 13-year-old. Yeah, I do. I've got a 13-year-old son named Jackson who uh, recently sent me a photo of he just shaved his head. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, From a mullet to a shaved head. Wow, okay. That's, uh, how'd yeah. that go down with that? Well, that's, um, I think he's got more regrets than <laughs> I have uh, concerns. So you've got kids at uh, different ends of the scale here, mate. Yeah, why wouldn't you, DK, you yeah, know? Well, that's right. Why wouldn't you test yourself a little bit? Yeah, that's why I'm doing Is it. Is that why you're doing it? Is it just purely for this podcast, Jay, so that you yeah, can... Yeah, it's an experiment. It's an experiment. So you, mm. you can tell us mm. what it's like 13 years down the track. Yep. How are you going to manage having little Ivy now that... You've got other responsibilities. You're a business owner. Yeah. You have a 13-year-old son. You have a, a partner that's going to want to get back into training as well. She will. How are you going to manage these buckets going forward? I probably, uh, like everyone else does, mate, as best as I can, yeah. I think. No um, plan? Oh, there's always a plan, but, you know, whether that works or not is a, a different thing. But, you know, I've, I think I learned a lot from the first experience and... Also, uh, being a little bit old and, and wiser, hopefully now, yeah. I'll probably take a different approach. Yeah. What did you yeah. stuff up last time? Be uh, honest with everyone. Let's, uh, what didn't I stuff up? Yeah, okay. Was, the, uh, was that bad? No. Look, it. You know, I went through a relationship breakdown at the same time when you're having, a, what was, I think it was about two. So okay. prior to that, he didn't sleep through for 18 months. Yeah. No fault of anyone. He was just stayed up. Yeah. He just had, you know, a couple of gut issues that we just couldn't solve and he just didn't sleep through and obviously that causes stress on lots of things. So, you know, I'm guilty of various things. I'm not, I was not perfect. What's your biggest regret from 13 years ago that you're, you're uh, going to promise us you're not going to make well, with Ivy this time? Well, I think it's not necessarily 13, but it was probably a little bit later when, you know, Jackson, I'd spend time with Jackson and either I, I'd be hungover or something yeah. or I'd be flat and I just wasn't engaged enough and I remember, you know, trying to get him to do something else, watch something while I'd lie on the couch. Yeah. Things like that, engagement. I think even, you know, you go to the swing, push him on a swing and you're looking at your phone. Yeah. Just the guilt That's of that. That's the killer, isn't it? Like, and I think, phone. Oh, I, feel, I don't know, we all do it and I'm not, you know, judging anyone because, like I said, I'm guilty of it. But mm. it's just society, isn't it? You look out there now and you, it's amusing. I run past the kids' playground and you just mm. see all their parents. A majority of them on on their phone. It's just an addiction yeah. that I want to break and you know help others. I suppose. Yeah. So that's your plan going forward. Is that? Yeah, you, just, you just want to be present. Be present, engaged. Yeah. I suppose you know be the best, most supportive. Yeah. Father, I can. Yeah. Now that's all good saying that mm. here. It's a lot harder than when you're actually in the fight. I it suppose is. when you you've just worked a ten hour day, <clears throat> you got to cook dinner. You're exhausted and then, you know, little Ivy wants to go for a, for a walk or yeah. you have to take her for a walk and you just want to lie on the couch. Like, yeah, I know. How do you get around that now? Uh, look, I, I think going back to what I just said, if I want to be the best person I can be or father I can be for her and I think uh, if I want her to, you know, behave a certain way, I've got to lead by example yeah. with my own behaviours. And same, you know, your partner as well. Like, if you never do it, why would they ever do it? So yeah. you can't expect someone to do something you won't do. Yeah. But giving them the best start and, I don't know, I, yeah, I just have so many regrets that the thought of it yeah. happening again is just, yeah, it doesn't upset me, but 
it's not going to happen. It's good that you get a second crack at it, mate. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see how you go with it as well. Mm. Now, last time, you weren't an ultra marathoner. You weren't probably training for 16 odd hours a week. How are you going to squeeze in your running and your training and your work uh, around little baby Ivy now? Oh, look, um, like I said, we're just going to chuck that out the window and just not worry about your fitness anymore. Yeah, I think I'll just yeah blow out again like yeah. I did up and down for the, the previous ten years. No, look, I, I think over the last few years, my whole mindset's changed where yeah. it's part of my identity, running mm-hmm. or training, but mostly running. It's important to me mentally, physically. It keeps me in line with those sort of things mentally and physically. So I know I'm a better person. I think I'm way more prepared for this challenge. Yeah. Of having a little newborn come home, which I can't wait. Yeah. By running. Might be less distance, might be a six K well, I did eight Ks this morning before I went to the hospital. Like previously yeah. that probably would have been twenty. But right now the yeah. bucket is in the uh the your Ivy family. bucket. Yeah, the water's in the, uh, in the Ivy bucket. Yeah, that's where it's at right now. So that that's number one. Yeah. And like I said, it will slowly slowly some of that water will come back into my physical um health, I suppose, or goals yeah what about you mate i feel like i've had a good grilling you've obviously got two girls six and eight yeah i'm happy to stay on you mate let's uh... so um no do you remember do you even remember oh, back no. back to these days that i'm going to go through you're uh, telling me um what are you going to do differently jason <laughs> what about you dk what, what did you stuff up well, first of all my voice doesn't sound like that it's it actually does a got a bit, bit more tones than that than um i stuffed up a lot did you and do i remember those years I do, but I've tried to block them out because dead set, they were the worst years of my life. From At the time or just thinking back to them? Just thinking back to them. Right. At the time, I thought... Yeah, time of your it, life? Yeah, time of my life. Right. And I was telling everyone it was the time yeah. of my life. But now looking back, like I was just surviving. Like I was mm. working 50, 60 hour weeks minimum. Um, and similar to yourself, like when I was home, I wasn't there like mm. i would be pushing asher on the swing and i'd be on my phone checking emails or i'd yep. be oh hold on a second i've just got to take this phone call and uh, all i was thinking about was work you know i came uh, i played country footy um yep. when i always had a lot of structure so like tuesday thursday saturday i'd be at training or playing and and then once once asher came along i stopped playing footy and I just got really focused on work and just buried in work. Do you use your bucket analogy? I pretty much had everything in work and a mm. little bit in family. Yeah. I suppose I just tried to justify. Did you like know that when it was happening? Uh, probably not. I just felt like, you know, I just kept on saying to myself, what, what else am I going to do? Like I've got work and, and my family. Yeah. I really want to set my family up. Like, I've got an opportunity to work like a dog here. Why wouldn't I take it? Yeah. And I just worked so hard. I just drove myself so hard. And that's how I kept on justifying it. But really, if I look back on it, you know, my kids didn't give a shit about money. All they wanted me to do was play with them in the playground or Mm. take them to a play cafe and and actually be there. Yeah, so I suppose that's one thing that I I really regret of those early years. And, And I've spent the last three years trying to get them back yeah to be honest and my youngest daughter she uh, my ivy i'll be honest she didn't like me 
at all until probably maybe a year and a half ago. Okay. And I've put in some hard yards. Like I would have daddy daughter day, which she'd come kicking and screaming to, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'll take you to build a bear. You can build whatever you want. I don't care. I don't want to go. I'll take you to hunt or farm, but nah, don't want to go. Like just did not want to bar at me, which was really hard. But that's when I knew that I'd made a right decision to uh, step back from work and to, to spend some time hmm. with my family. Did did someone give you that feedback or did you just, I don't know, wake up one day and go, all right? Yeah, uh, no, I woke up one day. Um, I actually <clears throat> found something that I wrote before the kids were born. It was a little promise to my girls and, and it, it based it around, you know, being a fit and healthy father. And at the bottom of it, it said, I'd never let my ego or money get in the way of our time together and I just remember reading that and thinking like we have more money than I thought we'd have at this stage Hmm. in our lives and I'm still choosing to work rather than spend time with you so I knew I'd let my ego get in the way of that and that was the big catalyst for me that was like right you need to you need to make a change and then the other thing was I remember just looking at myself in the mirror one day and just thinking you're, you're not just fat like you yeah you're probably obese yeah and, and if you very keep, unhealthy very unhealthy yeah. i think that was the key like i was drinking every day and every night mm. just eating absolute junk and i just remember thinking what's the point doing all this work if i'm going to be dead in 10 years time and i know that sounds dramatic but mm. that's the reality of the path that i was yeah. i was going down. at that age yeah it's possible yeah so did yeah. your did your wife say anything to you during this time nah, like my wife is just the most supportive nicest human mm. on the planet she would never say a bad word about anyone let alone me so she didn't say anything but for, oh, i knew what about what about after when you made the decision um, all right I'm going to stop working. I'm going to... First of all, she did not believe me for a second. <laughs> she just started laughing. She's like, there's no way this is going to happen. But she yeah. sort of went along with it. And then about a few months into it, and I really started getting involved in my health and fitness again, she she was like, wow, maybe he's actually serious about this because yeah. she could see me go and bullet a gate at it. And... I suppose it was pretty hard for her at the start. She's like, you're always exercising. Why are you always eating so well? And like, this was a bit of a change for her. Mm. And then we sort of had a conversation and I just said, look, this is important to me. And this is making me a better person and a better father. And once I had that conversation with her, she sort of started to understand it. And she was like super supportive of it. And now we're just in this really, really good place at the moment in terms of your bucket analogy it's probably all into the fitness and family side mm. of it and probably not enough in, into the work side of it but that's okay yeah. we'll get back into that a bit later on down the track but for me it was just a matter of reconnecting with my family and yeah and getting my health back on track and yeah, now awesome. that, now that that's happened I, I feel like I'm in a position where I want to help other people yep. do that as well so mm. Part of the reason we're doing this podcast, Jace, is yeah, 100%. You know, to, to throw some ideas out there for people. Well, that's where I'm at, mate. Very good. So we're pretty much at the end of our first episode, Jace. Mm. But one thing we said we're going to do, we're going to give people some takeaways that they can work on. What's a couple of takeaways that people can work on this week? I think uh, we've, we've got two, like obviously around the uh, bucket 
analogy that yeah. we talked about at the start and throughout this podcast. I think it's doing a bit of a self-evaluation of where you're at right now. Yeah. And not being hard on yourself by, oh, shit, I spend no time in my relationship or my romantic relationship. That's probably one of them that gets neglected when we have kids. But just being aware of that and maybe, maybe you might think you're awesome like DK does and gives himself a 10 out of in the romance, but then... Maybe you need to ask your partner and well, you might get scaled down well, a bit. I, I actually gave myself an 11, but <laughs> wow. the, the issue is Ree gave me a 2. Yeah, so. well, exactly. So maybe yeah. um, what you think is good is not always on the other side, but probably only for that one. Otherwise, have a look around, like, where are you at? What sort of things, where do you want to be, right? Yeah. Like, don't think they're all going to be full, like we said, but where are we at? And then from there, okay, put something in place, right? Yeah. So, okay, my health is pretty shit at the moment. I eat shit. I eat out three or four times a week. I exercise once a week if I'm lucky. Yeah. What can I do this week that's going to help me? Yeah. Right? It might be, okay, I'm going to walk three times a week. I'm going to in- increase my vegetables that I eat. Yeah. That's it. Let's add some things in instead of always, you know, excluding or taking away yeah. things like chocolate and that. Let's just add in, I'm going to have vegetables yeah. this week. And then from there, those, those two, and then communicating with our partner about yeah. this. So if we have a partner... Like making sure that they understand what and why you want to do this. Like, okay, I want to improve my health or I want to spend more time with you, whatever it is, or I want to take the kids out. Communicate with them like what your plan is and why you want to do it so they can understand it and, you know, hopefully also give you the time for yourself to be able to do these things because I think we just grind it out for our kids, grind it out, grind it out, and then we just hit the wall. Yeah, and then you know, obviously by then it's a little bit too late, and then we have a little bit of a mini breakdown and have an argument, whatever happens. But let's try and get to that before by just communicating prior and saying everyone's needs are going to be different. You know, yeah. you, I need to go for a run. You need to go for a run. My partner might need to go to the gym or go for a coffee with a girlfriend. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone's going to be different, but we need to communicate that with each other. What we do actually need for us ourselves, yeah, and then also not hold it against each other. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty bad with um, the old dishwasher. I hate unloading the dishwasher. Why? And it's like, I don't know, I just despise it. Okay. And it's literally like something I'll hold a tally on. Okay. Like I've done the last four. Why haven't you done one? I, and well, we just need just to stop that just had a baby, shit. Jason. No, it was prior to that, DK. Okay. I'm not right. that much of a hard, hard yeah. ass. Yeah, okay. But um, it's that sort of stuff, right? Can, it's I, like, can I just ask you that? Like, what's the overall count of dishwasher unloads well, uh, in the family? Since we've, we've been at this house probably about, I don't know, six, seven weeks. So I'd be at yeah. about 80%. 80%. Yeah. Wow. But she uh, would do what more a part, of the washing. What so. a partner you are, no, no. Jace, unpacking the dishwasher 80% of the time. Well, like I just said, I'm aware of it, yeah, of okay, the okay. tallying, yeah. and I want to stop it. Good. And I'm trying to, and I'm trying to say, don't tally. Oh, you went on a run yesterday. Yeah. That means I get to go for a coffee with the girls. We don't want to be like that. Yeah. And if you're in that mindset, it's not going to work. Mm. So you need to understand the other partner mm-hmm. that they might need more of something right now remember yeah. the buckets will go up and down same with this yeah for now you might need to catch up with your family more right you might need to catch up with your your sister whatever it is but understand that and not hold it against them yeah. it's not a competition because okay, if it was a competition. <laughs> all right well i love those two takeaways that you're giving us which is actually three takeaways so yeah. we're going to start us mate yeah Bonus. start with communication i think that's the key have a chat self-evaluate yourself use your buckets theory yeah what was our third takeaway, James? Uh, communicate with our partner, DK. No, that was our first. 
Was it? Yeah. The second one was what? self-evaluation. The third one was try something. Oh, Just try, try something, something yeah. this week, okay? Try, try something that is achievable. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So yeah. what I mean, something uh, like a walk. Yeah. And maintain that for a couple of weeks. So I walked three walks. And then the next week, oh, my God, I'm doing four. I'm doing longer. I might run, walk. Yeah. Um, and then adding something into our nutrition. Yeah. Love it, mate. Well, brings us to the end of our first podcast. Fantastic. How do you think we went? That was all right. Solid. Yeah. Pretty happy with it too, mate. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and want to give you a big thanks for listening. Our goal here is to share stories on fitness, parenting, and life in hope we can inspire others to parent the way they always wanted to. So if today's episode resonated with you, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please share this episode with others who might be interested in the topic. Also, feel free to let us know what topics you'd like covered in future episodes. Most importantly, if you or anyone you know has a great story on fitness and how it made them a better person or a better parent, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch in the comments on our social media networks. We'll see you all again next week.